Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to QBO Show. Happy to have you aboard. It's like 2 o'clock Pacific time, although I'm in Tucson. Woody Adams here with Intuit, longtime product specialist. And I know Stacy is probably in already. Stacy, you there? If not, I think she was dialing in still at the, at the point. So we'll wait for her to come in Let's see if I have to unmute her. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah, yeah probably. Hey, Stacy. think I'm going on? Hey, I'm I'm, oh, yeah, totally. I'm going. I, yeah, I think I'm. It's going okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably traveling somewhere or something. Yeah. No, I'm sitting in my office. I traveled earlier this week, and I'm, right. I'm done with that this week. Yeah, I'm home. It's pretty nice. Very novel good for you. Yeah. Very yeah. good on a Thursday afternoon, or, or I guess kind of evening there out there. Cool. So uh, it's only it's a really short show, like. 28 minutes left. Thanks for listening. If you're listening throughout the the week or uh, podcasts or what have you, just be Stacy and I. We don't have a guest. We're going to go through some of the leftover questions from the cert events, and then I did want to talk about a new feature you'll you're probably seeing in QBOA. So I wanted to bring that up. The apps uh, tab, which is in the left hand panel. So we'll we'll mention that. But Stacy, any anything new, or do you want to mention something on your travels this week or what you're up to? Uh, I was doing a super secret project that I can't really talk about. I was in Boston, but it was for Intuit accountants. Um, that's really all I can say. You guys will know soon. That's all oh, I nice. can say. I, I will say this. Yeah, um, I will say this. Next week, I am on the road again. And next week, mm-hmm. I'm looking at my calendar to see where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Chicago next week. And I'm doing the new content. It's called Intro to... Um, Intro to QuickBooks Online. QuickBooks Online Account. I think that's what it. Yeah, Introduction to QuickBooks Online Account, and it's really cool. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, or the week before. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but um, it's new content. You can go to qbtraininginvents.com to learn about it. And if you're not, if you're new to QuickBooks Online, it's really great content. It's um, teaching obviously QuickBooks Online accountants, but it's also teaching just kind of how to get online and how to move your practice to the cloud. So if you're a new bookkeeper, if you're new to the accounting profession, if you're just starting your practice, this is a really great uh, training event to go to. Um, If you just recently started your practice, if you are recently just kind of, if you've been historically a desktop uh, practice and you want to really kind of move your practice to QBO, also a good event to go to. So it's kind of a redux. I think of, I kind of think of it as fine freedom in the cloud, only totally updated. It's kind of similar to what we were doing wow. in 2013, only it's completely updated. It's great content. So uh, check it out if you're 
new practice or you're new to online, check it. It's great. And that's a full day, right? It is a full day. Uh, it is a full day. And it's not, okay. um, it's uh, traditionally what we've done is uh, we do the cert prep with a bunch of rows, right? The tables are all in rows and rows and rows and rows and people sit, but this is all in rounds. They're, they're round tables. So that's really cool. Um, there are a bunch of, so they're grouped in, uh, I think, and they're keeping the group smaller. So it's not, they're not letting, they're closing registration, I believe, after a certain amount of people. So they're not, these groups are not going to be 300 people in a room. They're smaller groups, which is pretty cool too. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah and it's, yeah, it's yep. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> very cool. And I'm, I'll be out rarely rare travel up uh next week uh in in the south atlantic states georgia and north carolina visiting some firms so pretty cool what? we don't have a show next that's week. awesome so yeah no show next week yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool you know and then i want to plug right. this so, so i don't um, forget no show next week yeah, and then the sixth we have um avalara longtime friend used to be uh, when we used to be Radio Free QuickBooks, uh, we used to have Avalara was a longtime sponsor, longtime friend of the show. Uh, Avalara Scott Peterson is going to be on, and he's going to be talking to us about basically digital services, um, cloud products, that taxation. Because we recently had a post in uh, my Facebook group, the Business Workflow and Management, or BWAM and AREX is what we uh, kind of affectionately call that group, um, about Google uh, G Suite is now, Google is now charging tax for G Suite services. And so somebody was like, hey, what is up with this? So I reached out to Avalara and he's kind of going to be talking to uh, about basically that exact subject, just taxation of digital products and cloud services. So wow. uh, that's going to be October 6th. Yeah. Kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward to that. We haven't had Avalara on in a while. They've been on several times. Yeah, not in a while. So I was like, yeah. hey, we haven't had John. Come on on, talk about some tax stuff. So oh, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people and don't. Scott. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And and he specifically was on in the past. I think he's the one who broke down the Nexus thing and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Good to know he's still with Avalara. That's great. And uh, he's got a lot of knowledge on taxes. That's what I remember. Yeah, very cool. So, Stacy, I know you were beta testing this, but I just saw it yesterday morning. Actually, Dave Virig, who Virag, who I work with, he's a he's like an onboarding specialist and stuff. There's a bunch of conversions and things. He's on our team. Anyway, he's like, hey, because I think I saw this the day before, but just recently I have this apps tab in my QBA. Like, like. Not in a client file. I know apps is there. Not not when I'm in there as a from QBOA, but I know the client can see apps. But literally, there's apps is a left-hand panel menu item under your practice. It's right under work now, and you were yeah. beta testing it. So uh, go ahead and, and let's break that down because I was playing around with it yesterday. It was pretty cool. Cause basically, go ahead. Yeah. I will break this down. So for a long time, a lot of people are going to remember we had the apps tab when a QBO, the new QBO A first, when it launched, right? The third version of it, I think the, right? Cause we had a couple iterations of QBO A, QuickBooks Online Accountant. And it didn't really work so well with the app because 
um, were it it just didn't work right, you know. So they took it away from us. So it we, added we it, yeah, it added it to the your books file. That was the problem. It added right. It, to the it added file. it, to, no and then to, we couldn't. Yeah. So we yeah, and we couldn't really use the app. So we couldn't. It just didn't. Right. It was kind of broken for a little bit. And so they brought it back, and I re I was totally surprised at how this works. And I'm actually going to log in so that I can really walk people through this because I I beta tested it and I've been playing with it for a couple weeks now, and it's pretty it's pretty slick. And I really like how they did it, and it was pretty unexpected. So when you when you log into QBOA, you're going to log in, and you'll see. You'll see clients, you'll see team, you'll see pro advisor, and they recently gave us the practice management, which is that work tab, right? So we have the the new work, which mm -hmm. is pretty awesome, um, you know. And I I want to kind of bring that down a little bit sometime when we don't have a maybe sometime in October we can really kind of dig into some of the details and and go through setting up a project and and tasks and stuff like that. So under work, you're going to see apps, and when you click on apps. There's going to be three little tabs in there at the top, kind of like with the when you you know how when you go into like the sales center and the new QBO navigation. So you're yeah. going to click on the left nav in QBOA and you'll see the apps. And then at the top you're going to see find apps, and then you're going to see and that's basically like the apps.com. I don't even bother using this because I've never and this is my personal preference. I've never been a fan of searching for apps within QBO. Other people are and it's great, but that find apps. There's gonna it's gonna be like essential apps for your clients, popular apps for your accounting firms, and you can you know just slide through and you'll see apps that might be you know th that QBO or whatever algorithms the product is using to recommend apps for your clients. And then you scroll down and there'll be like you know apps for your firms like HubDoc or Practice Ignition or whatever. Um, but yeah. I I I don't like searching. And you can browse by category if you want, but I'm still a fan of going directly to apps.com and searching because I just think it's um, a little more agile to search on apps.com because you can search by all apps, you can search by category, you can search, um, you know, view all apps, you can browse by category, you can search by keyword up at the top. So it's, I think, a little easier yeah. to find apps directly on apps.com. So the more important thing are the two apps, the two tabs that are next to it. And one is the, the one next to it is called client apps. So any of the apps that your clients have connected, regardless of who has connected them from what I understand, and I could be wrong on that, but any apps that your clients have connected to their QBO account are going to show up there. And there's going to be a drop down where you can choose any of your clients. So you'll be able to drop down. It's going to be like a little mini client switcher in that client tab. So you'll see client apps, and then you'll see old drop down, and you'll choose the client, and then you'll see all the apps that are attached for that client. So you don't want to use the main client switcher up at the top, right, that's in the green menu bar, right, the green navigation bar in QBOA. But down in the, like, app center, the QBOA app center, you'll see another drop down. You'll be able to choose the client, and it'll show all the apps. So I'm looking in my demo account right now. So I have the Stacey K Academy Plus that I use for all my demos and all the sessions that, you know, the webinars and stuff. And I have Fathom, and I have Noify, and I have Expensify. Of course, I have Clockshark and Envoice Sherpa and Zapier and Transaction Pro Importer and Jobber. I have all my favorite apps and Transaction Pro Deleter. And then if you scroll down, it'll say some apps 
that others connected. So these are all the apps that I have connected, right? And then you can see apps that yeah. other users have connected as well. So invoice with Google Calendar, somebody else, some other user has added QVinci, somebody else has added um, Excel add-on for QuickBooks Online. And so you can also add an app directly in here. So we can now add apps for our clients. And so you just click the button that says add app and you can go, it'll take you back to that find app, that other tab. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and you can go add the app. Um, what's also neat is when you're looking at that um, screen where it says, you know, apps you connected or apps that other people connected with the apps that others connected, you, there's no action that you can take, but the apps that you have connected, right there's an action where you can launch, you can get support, you can disconnect, or you can go review it. So you can click on, you know, action and you can launch it. So if you have added it, you can go in and you can do the setup. And so just as if your client has added it, you're going to have to go into that app and then you're going to have to invite your client as a user to that particular app, right? So just how they used to do it for us. This is what right. I understand. And I, again, I could be wrong, but like if I go in and I no, add right. Noify, right? So I set it up, I do all the setup. Within Noify, if I add it through QBOA, I'm going to have to go into Noify and invite my client to use it, set That's them up as a user. They'll, they'll get the invitation and they'll be able to still use their Intuit ID to accept that invitation. So they'll be able to say, oh, hey, I want to, I want to use my one that one login that they that the apps have with Intuit ID, so they'll be able to do that. The other thing that's really yep. cool is there's a firm apps tab, and so when you click on the firm the firm apps, this is going to show all of the apps that you have added to the Your Books feature in the QBOA. So I haven't added like this particular demo account that I'm looking at because we don't really use the Your Books feature. I haven't added any, so it says you haven't added any apps to your firm, but if I scroll down, it says apps another user has added to your firm, and it shows me tally. Hmm. Now I can go in and I can add an app. So it's pretty slick, yeah. I'm just gonna say. So what I really, really, really <laughs> love is that I can go in and I can look at, um, at this. One of the things that um, in the in the demo was that I could see all apps or like firm apps, but they've changed that. So that was one of the one of the things that um, they one of the top it was it said all apps, and that was really they changed that. So now it says find apps. So I like that. So it was a little confusing because I was like all apps. I'm expecting to see all of the apps that are connected to everything. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I really like it. And also, uh, I think what I realized in the testing is that when you were saying regarding, uh, like, the when the client goes in to their QBO, like, if you set it up for me from QBOA, I, I won't see yeah. it under apps, like, it's something I can launch. It'll actually even say, hey, you want to hook up Receipt Bank, even though you already hooked it up. So you're right. It's like you're connected it for me, and you have to invite me, like you said, to the app. Um, just because I'm in QBOA doesn't mean I'm automatically will see it. I won't. And in QBOA, only the master admin of QBOA can connect apps for clients. 
Now, full team members can connect apps to your books in the QBA, but like I'm part of one of your QBAs, right? So I couldn't actually connect an app for a client. Only you can do that because you're the master admin of QBA. I thought that was interesting right, too. Right, I own the I own the QBA. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and and when so you're in the you app, it's your email anyway, app. right? It's the yeah. So. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. So whomever has, and that's the thing too, and I don't know how the billing goes with the app either. So I'm not sure how that works with how the billing would work because I'm assuming. Yeah, right. I mean, is it on wholesale? I don't think I didn't see it. I I don't have a wholesale, so I didn't test it. No, I it, there's no wholesale for it. But I'm assuming that you would just go in like if you didn't if your firm oh, the wasn't in the app, for it because you have a free trial. Yeah, yeah, you, it's free trial. Yeah, you would just sign up for the free trial, and then you would go in and set up the yep. billing through the app, just like you would normally do it. Exactly. And then you can have your you would just put in the client could do it if you wanted. You can set up the client. Probably through the app, you can set up the client as, you know, some kind of admin user or whatever. Um, like I yeah. said, I just beta tested it and I didn't, I didn't <laughs> add any users to it. I just kind of played around with it a little bit. So maybe I yeah, can. Yeah, no, add I think you're totally right. Knowledge. It's like it's like a, it's a free trial, and it tells you. I I added Expensify, right? So it said, um, hey, you added Expensify to Cloud Collaboration, right? But when I went into Cloud Collaboration as the master admin of Cloud Collaboration, I didn't see Expensify. I was like, oh, interesting. But yet, that's because my firm added it for me, et cetera. But so, you hadn't been uh, added as a user to Expensify yet. Right. No, I went into Expensify to okay. add uh, Woody as a user, right. And then so then if Woody's paying for it, he would uh, – <clears throat> he'd have to uh, put in the billing. Like the firm doesn't have to, and it doesn't go on the firm credit card yeah, like by default. It's a free trial, and you have like 14 days – to uh, put in a, a credit card, whether I'm paying for it or the client is, I can decide. But it's not on wholesale yet, I don't think. I'd have to just put in the firm credit card, like you said, in the billing page of the app, not in QBA. Right, and each app is going to be different, right? So right. as far as the uh -huh. like trial version of it, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Totally. So, yeah, so I'm going to no, try that. Exciting. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So it's going to, I mean, every app is going to be different as far as how it works with the billing and how you add the users and all that good stuff. So, but the fact remains, so it's kind of like the opposite, whereas before we would have to have the client go in, add the app outside of QBO or in QBO, and then add us as a user through the app. It's just the opposite. Now yeah. we're going in, we're adding the app, and then we're adding the client after the fact. So it's just it's just the opposite. But it, so it, either way still works. <laughs> you can still do it the old way, but if you don't want to, you can do it this way. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was trying to. I was showing it to a firm, and I said, "Look, this doesn't change anything for the existing apps you have connected to your clients. You can just see a list of them, but don't don't make any changes." I mean. You're fine. I'm just talking about going forward. If you wanted to control the app creation, you could authorize the data, boom, and then invite your client. So pretty cool, uh, I think. Right, and then this gives a little bit more control for those firms that give kind of a, a like a, an app, like the software, you know, like the app package and the services all in one fee. This gives yeah. a little bit more control over that. 
so that they they don't have to have the client set it all up and do the trial and everything. They can they control all of that, and then they can add the client when they have everything all set up and they have the billing, and then the client doesn't ever have to worry about any of that billing, and the firm handles all the billing and can just include it in their monthly fees. So I think it works a little bit better for that flat fee pricing, um, that fixed pricing that we're you know really trying to encourage firms to to start using. Nice. Yeah, and the, yeah. you know another thing in in QBOA that I found recently is uh, in the work. And again, I I would never call it practice management. I mean, one day maybe, but right now for me it's like task management, file sharing. But in the work right. area, um, yeah. it's just a little pet peeve of mine when people say practice management. Because when firms think practice management, it's a very enormous like uh, system for not just managing tasks right. but many other things. You know. So yeah. I, all right, anyway, so so I would completely agree. You with can you. now it is, go ahead. Yeah. It is work. It is yeah. work. Yeah. When you're doing a client request, um, like the file sharing, you can now. Uh, request, make a request to a non-QBO client you have in your list. So if you just like are using your books to invoice your all your clients, including desktop, I could send a a request to the desktop client. However, it's just an email you get, and and like there's no link to upload anything back to QBOA uh, unless I'm missing it. I looked all over. I mean, it's mostly just like they're emailing me something for like as a note. And then, hey, Woody, can you upload this thing? And I guess I would just attach it to the email and send it to that person's email. But I couldn't find it anywhere to upload a document from the request to a non-QBO client in the list uh, okay, that's really to send annoying. it back up to QBOA. Yeah, so I was like, oh, cool. I can now uh, do a request to non-QBO clients in my list in QBOA. But it's really just an email uh, with some notes that I added, so you like, can't, hey, Stacey, you I can't really upload up this, but there's no link. There's no upload link. It was just like, Stacy, I need you to upload 1098, but that was it. Then you'd be like, okay. Where do I I'll, upload it? I'll attach it to an email, right, yeah, which you wouldn't want to do anyway, because that's not, you don't want to be attaching your thing to an email. Anyway, so I was confused, so maybe it's like uh, just not fully out there. I mean, I could not find it. I could not find it at all. Um, from there, I mean, I'll even show you right now. Not show you, but like, I go to work. Right. I'll put your email in there. I say client create client request. Oh no, request. I see it. I just did. Say, it. Yeah, I just went in and I just went into your. Do you see a link? I created a client. No. You can if you expand right. so the little thing. Just an email. And it says you can only share documents with your QuickBooks Online client. See, so then that's not changed. Okay. So what you could do is you right. could put a link to like your Dropbox, like in the details, you could put like a link to a Dropbox folder, like a workaround to this is you could, I mean, to keep it all in one place so that you could, you could like, I think of work as like a project management, like a, like a project management tool rather than like a practice management tool. So if you are tracking tasks and stuff on a project, um, what I would do with this if it was like a desktop client or maybe it was a project that wasn't, didn't have anything to do with QBO, you could still track it in here. And what I would do is in the details, I would put a link to like a Dropbox folder or a Google Drive folder or some sort of online storage. Like 
in the details, like, hey, could you upload this to this folder? And that's what I would do yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to do but, that because I don't see a way. There's no other way to do it. Yeah, there's no other way. Right now. But you can still um, do unless, it, so unless, that's cool. No, that's cool. But maybe so it's, or maybe it's just not fully roll, like, rolled out or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but here's my um, thing about the client request. And I talked to the dev team about this. Um, so they know that it's aware. But so you can create, and I, I really like the work thing. And I think we're going to start moving more towards this because we have historically been using a Google spreadsheet for our, our task right. management. A work could be better and than that, right? Sort of. Yeah, I mean, much better. So we're going to start, we're going to start moving, I think, starting in for the new year, we're going to kind of just finish out 2017 in our Google spreadsheet, because we can assign tasks and everything in the Google Sheets. It's really easy. And it's really easy to link it to Slack, because we use Slack for all of our internal comms and everything for Shannon and I. Um, I love Slack. We use it. It works. Great. Slack's awesome. Gosh, I love Slack. So easy. So what I want to be able to do and what you can't do right now is if I create a project or I create a task, I can't also create a client request to go with that task. And if I create a client request, I can't attach it to a task or a project. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like if I have a task separate. and I need, I need documents to complete that task <laughs> or I need something from a client to complete that task, like, Hey, set up payroll and I need, you know, bank routing information or I need employee W4, you know, like I need whatever yeah. I need to set up whatever it is, it would be great to be able to connect a client request to the task or project and or a project. So I, I saw Harsha and uh, somebody else from the, um, the team while I was in Chicago and I was like, please, let me either create a client request and connect it to a project and or task or vice versa. And I think it would be like, and that's one of the things that are kind of is kind of keeping me from going all in on this because it's a huge part of it. We, I mean, we use those, we, that would be perfect. <laughs> I think it would be really great for us personally. We would use this all day, every day if I could do that. But right now, yeah, I think for us, yeah, I mean, it's still that's just the, kind of the missing link for us with this. But well, hopefully, it'll I think my favorite like, thing. Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh-uh. Go on, go on. My favorite thing of the work that I, because most firms that I'm presenting to already have engagement tracking solution, but not always is a firm's uh, file share uh, platform super simple for clients. So right. it's like if you ever like worked with a lender, you know, buying a house, it's not super, not, not super easy to upload stuff. Um, right. And so I think the the work file share in QBA is really easy because like you just go to the look, go to the My Accountant tab in your QBO, you'll see my request, click upload. You know, I mean, I, I like that part of it. It's it's I always like to encourage that in presentations, you know, even if they don't want to track tasks or projects, that's fine. I mean, they will eventually, especially one day when they're repeating. But um, I just think it's going to get more robust and more towards, you know, this practice management thing or, or just really super cool 
task management that's better than Google Sheets, like you're saying. I mean, that would be awesome for a lot of firms, just right there. You know, that would be awesome. But the file share is, is yeah. really simple, and I think easier than, say, you know, some other options out there. So I do like that, I will, that part. I will agree. Yeah. I will agree. So we got it's just a few easy. minutes so left. A, um, kind of knit. Yeah, I got a couple questions we can knock out. Yeah, go for it. Why use undeposited funds for a payment? Or, yeah, when you're on receive payment or on a sales receipt, uh, instead of depositing directly to the checking account. Stacey, why don't you want your clients to do that in most cases? So the reason why, and I, I'm going to say I feel like we maybe have answered this question a few times over the last almost seven years, <laughs> but I'll still answer. I'll answer this every time somebody answers, asks it. Um, the reason why we don't we want people to use undeposited funds is it's very rare that you run into um, a business where every single payment is its own single deposit in the the bank account in the checking account. So okay. a lot of times uh, a company may like my auto shop. I'll use the shop out my very first client ever. They have many, many payments that they get in throughout the day. They have multiple checks, multiple cash payments that they receive in, and they take a deposit with all of those payments to the bank at the end of the day. So if they have 20 people come in and get oil changes during the day, or they have 20 people come in and pay for repairs, and they record yeah. each one of those in QuickBooks as a deposit, but they take one deposit to the bank, they're not going to match. Those won't match up, and it's going to make bank reconciliation right. a big, giant pain in the ass. Harder. So the reason why we use undeposited funds, so what they're doing physically in the store, in the shop, is they're taking the payments in, they're taking the checks and the cash in, and they're putting them in a cash drawer, a physical cash drawer that they press the button and it dings and it opens up and they put the check in and they put the cash in and then they close it and then the next customer comes in and the same thing happens. And undeposited yeah. funds is the, is the equivalent of that cash drawer in QuickBooks. So when they record the payment in QuickBooks, the the equivalent of that cash drawer is undeposited funds. So they've when in QuickBooks you're taking the money in, but you haven't taken it to the bank. So what you're doing is you're having it sit in undeposited funds. And then when you take it to the bank, you go in and you make deposit and you take it out of that cash drawer, which is undeposited funds, and you put it in the checking account in QuickBooks. So that's why we do that. So that it makes it easier. And then when you get the bank cool. statement at the end of the month, and you look in, in QuickBooks, you see that one deposit in QuickBooks, and it matches that that deposit that you took to the bank from your cash drawer. That's why we do that. Yeah. That's a great way to end it, I think. We can do the other two on I think so, the 6th, along with Scott Peterson uh, from Avalero will be on October 6th. Remember, no show next Thursday. Thanks for hanging out this week and look forward to the two weeks from now with Scott Peterson from Avalara and sales tax uh, discussion. Always fun <clears throat> to learn. Stace, anything else uh, you uh, want to mention? Yeah, just, uh, you know. All right. Well, <laughs> good. glad you got home safely, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Peace out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.